the only one who buys a whole business out is Mark Cuban because he's the only billionaire. We can't afford to buy these businesses out right out. He's the only guy that makes that offer. Who is your favorite one to work with? Barbara Corcoran, world-renowned investor, real estate mogul, Shark Tank extraordinaire, has actually appeared on every season of Shark Tank for its entire 13 seasons. We sit down and have a conversation about her health, her surprise cancer diagnosis. She even shares her favorite shark. There's a lot of juicy details here. Hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Pee whoop. You mentioned that I should take over Dr. Oz's Obviously, spot. Obviously, you're the only one. <laughs> I'm the no, only one. Really, you're no, really? You're the only one out there. Yeah. yeah, there's not many doctors in media. But when you say yes to TV network overlords, and I'm actually curious to, to your opinion on this, mm-hmm. I feel like you give up a huge layer of control. Of the Whereas, show itself. Yes. But not of what you do outside the show. You still yeah. do all your regular stuff. You just have an add-on. The, the issue is they might, the producers, they, Mm -hmm. uh, who take orders from the network execs, Mm -hmm. might tell you to talk about a topic or promote a topic or promote a product that I'm not ethically in line with. Mm -hmm. And I have a huge problem. That's why I started my YouTube channel, because I wanted to fight against that kind of nonsense, the snake oil stuff. mm, That makes great sense, but you're overthinking it. Really? They wouldn't have you promote something you don't believe in. They would suggest topics for the sake of entertainment. Yeah. But if you were uncomfortable with anything, you're the boss. I wish. Yeah. So you remember, I can't probably say the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's say I was offered a syndicated nationwide network TV like show. Like Nate Berkus. Is that what you're thinking of? Um, I don't know who that is. But oh, it's, he's, a, okay. he's a very well-known designer. And I, and he exactly had that experience you're talking about. So let's say yeah. I, I had this offer. Yeah. The contract was ready. The filming days were ready. The studio was prepared. My hospital cleared me for everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the contract, they refused to change one word where it went from like, meaningful say in sponsorships mm-hmm. to reasonable say some like word change and you walked away on that basis yeah because they, my lawyer told me that what it changed was there were three producers of the show me mm-hmm. the producer and the owner of the show yeah and they could overrule me then yeah but what if think of the practicality first mm-hmm. of all attorneys are meant to tell you where the stoplights are yeah. right that's their job so you throw that to the side and think about it on your own yeah Think about what you could do. You could just say, I'm not talking about it. They're going to fire you and the show? No. No. So they had a solution. And what here was, was their solution. We'll bring on other doctors to read the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great. So I'm going to have misinformation on my own show from other doctors. Because yeah. I actively talk about those things negatively on my YouTube channel and mm-hmm. say like they're tricking you, they're misleading you. And then I'm going to have someone come on the yeah, doctor my show. acceptable. And say, yeah. But I'm telling you again, when you're sitting in the seat and you're doing the show and you've got the billings, the not the billings, you've got the audience. Yeah. Uh, you're in charge. In the end, they're in a practical way. Yeah. So you are overthinking it. You should just do it. Well, Nobody's... now I don't have that. Now the show's canceled, so. Well, well, guess what? Why don't you pitch a new one? <laughs> well, we are. Yeah. I promise we are. I promise we're not just Did you go to the same kidding. producers? Um, no. First stop. Bring it back. <laughs> it's possible. But I'm curious mm. why you don't think a YouTube channel is just as important or just as big as one of those opportunities. It's much bigger, except it doesn't pay as well. I think you're, and I'm going to wrong? pleasantly disagree. Okay. You're wrong. Am I? Because a lot of times people think social media pays in a certain way, but mm-hmm. I think if you do it the right way, just like mm-hmm. running any other business, you can do quite well. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's reasonable to say that you can earn eight figures a year as to a YouTuber? Do count. Well, give me an example of an eight number. <laughs> Tens of millions of dollars. On Is that YouTube? reasonable to earn on TV? On TV, Yes. Because they syndicated uh, uh, overseas. But multiple seasons, not first season. You don't get Uh, it. Not one season. You're making that one season of your stuff, then Mm. I'm going to marry you. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you'll please have me, I'll have no problems anymore. Never worry about the bills ever again. No, but isn't that surprising that you think- Shocking. Yeah, shock. And Are you making that stuff up? No, and we're also turning down 95% of I bet you're turning down marriage proposals even more. No, I, I wish I was. <laughs> I mean, maybe from randoms. There's one from me. What do you say? Well, Let's okay, close Okay, I think deal. we should do it on the podcast. Let's with, close it with... right now, right now. <laughs> God, you're such a good business person. It's insane. <laughs> but I'm not making your kind of money. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, isn't it crazy that on social media you can do that? Yes, it is. You know what I'm going to do? Listen. I am going to go in competition with you as a pretend doctor. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of those try on to social make those media. Those kind of bucks. <laughs> there's a lot of that on social media. Yeah, but media. isn't it a shame, really, for middle America, the little old ladies who are at home, that they're not seeing you in the morning TV show? Absolutely. You've missed that whole demographic. Yeah. yeah. I, I was doing morning TV. I would do mm -hmm. like the Kelly and Ryan's, the Rachel Ray's of yeah. the world. I did those for a while. I actually had a recurring segment on uh, Maria Bartiromo's show. Oh, you Mornings did. I haven't seen that one. I saw Every that one. Wednesday for three years, I did it. Wow. But- I did not get nearly the amount of feedback, value, money, everything that we get from doing this show. But it wasn't your spot. It's an unfair yes. comparison. Yes, you know, This is true. your home, your spot. That's so true. people are gonna talk to you and tell you what they think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's beautiful. My favorite part about having this channel is that we're in control of what we talk about. Mm -hmm. No one can tell us, hey, you gotta talk about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You gotta you sell this. as you wish. Yeah. yeah. And also, and you have more liberty yeah. in saying words, thoughts, actions. You have exactly. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. no corporate, because I work at, yeah. in a corporate hospital system. Oh, boy. There's a lot of red tape. No wonder you're here. <laughs> There's a lot of red tape. Yeah. No, but I work pretty much as a volunteer in the hospital. Oh, you so, do. like, that's yeah. something so I Dr. do out of Oz passion. Did. He did one surgery a month, I think. <laughs> I work three days a week in the hospital. Oh, so, do. I'm not like doing it just for fun like that. Yeah. I'm actually seeing patients a lot, good, good. like 40, 50 patients. I hope you've raised your fee. <laughs> No. People are going to come to you with work. no illness just to get to see you. Well, yeah, I want that. Oh, you want that? I'm a family medicine doctor. We got to keep people healthy. It's not yeah. just about treating them when they're sick. Okay. But make sure the wives bring their husbands with them. Yes. Yeah. Because guys Definitely. don't go to doctors. No, it's not that. It's just so you don't get any embarrassing proposals while oh. you're on the job. Well, that happens, but <laughs> we live with that. Okay. I'm curious. Um, you're a world-class investor. Mm -hmm. How have you invested in your own health? Uh, working out. Okay. Yeah. I'm fortunate I was born with a good body. It okay. doesn't take much work out. I eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, but I work out three days a week, period. Okay. What it do you do in the three, three days a week? Lift weights, okay. do push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. So the usual on a mostly mat. strength training, resistance training, no cardio stuff? No, no cardio. Well, okay. I do jumping jacks. Is that oh, cardio? That is cardio. Okay, then yeah. I do cardio too. Yeah. So you're actually following the exact guidelines really? that we recommend in medicine. Yeah. You know who I'm really following? Who? Margaret the trainer. She didn't show up at the door. I wouldn't do a thing. Oh, okay. I don't like exercise. A lot of people like it. I can't stand it. I even set my wow. clock ahead so I get out five minutes early. <laughs> She doesn't know. Why do you hate exercise? It makes you happy, makes you look younger, fitter. No, I love the results of exercising, but that one hour I dread yeah. it. I dread it the night before. I don't want to get up out of the bed, but I put my sneakers right there and I think, <laughs> all I have to do is get my feet in those sneakers and I'll actually walk and meet Margaret. Yeah. Well, so you you literally do everything by the book. Very like much. we always say, start with the smallest challenge and you just say, if I put my shoes on, I'm ready to go. It, well, the rest takes care of itself, really. Yeah. If is, I'm that, just, is that like a life principle for you? Uh, I don't think it's that important, a life kind of a thing. I <laughs> just think I put is. my feet in the sneakers, yeah. Well, like you have started. so many challenges. Yes, There's so many right. things. You're taking on so much as a business. Like I've heard you've invested in like 80 businesses over About the course 130 of- 130 by now. Oh, 130. Yeah. We never update it. <laughs> we got to update Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. are they doing? So 130, that mm -hmm. takes uh, an enormous amount of work. Yeah, it does. Um, a big team. 
but it, it takes more than anything getting started and being committed. And mm -hmm. I guess that's an analogy for the sneakers, if you want to put it that yeah. way. Yeah, maybe I'm I make sure I get started. reading yeah. into it. Yeah. What's been your relationship with your healthcare providers? Has it been positive, negative? Have you had terrible uh, medical experiences? A mixed bag, you know? I'm actually shopping for a concierge doctor for my husband, so maybe you okay. could help me out there. Okay. Um, I find that uh, uh, medical is all fine until you go to an uh, emergency room. Okay. Then all bets are off. I recently was with my daughter who's 16 in an emergency room up in Northern Massachusetts. I couldn't get a doctor to see her for 17 hours. Wow. And I thought she was having appendicitis. What, what as was she nurse. having? Uh, she had a uterine infection, oh, okay. but terrible pain. Okay. Yeah, and she's not a hypochondriac at all. So was it like an upper one where it went into the kidneys? Or? It went into the kidneys, oh, yeah. Wow. So like so a pyelonephritis. So that could get dangerous, right? Very dangerous, yeah. yeah. Was she admitted for IV antibiotics or sent home? No. She, we, what happened was I, I finally took her off the bed and we walked out of the hospital. And the doctor came out the door after us. Just a minute. And he gave us the results of, I think, the urine test. Mm -hmm. They two urine tests. Yeah. And he said, he told us what she had. And I said, can you give me a prescription? He said, yes, I can. We went back in the house, got the prescription. She never saw a doctor. It's amazing. Can I tell you yeah. something unique about urinary tract infections? Yes. You don't need the test. To find to out? To diagnose it. It's a clinical diagnosis. So if really? the signs and symptoms are there, meaning you're having urgency, burning mm -hmm. on urination, frequency, yep. pressure, sensation, lower abdomen, you tap the back and do a physical exam and you have tenderness in the area of the, uh, the lowest part of the ribs called yeah. the costovertebral angle, mm -hmm. you have a diagnosis. You so don't need even a nurse or a mother could do that? Well, yes, mm -hmm. but I would leave the diagnosis to a physician just- We couldn't a get a physician. Person. Yeah, what was, what was going on there? They must have had 400 people in the emergency ward. Yeah, they had so our healthcare system is trash. Oh, it's broken down in that sense. Yeah. Well, you would know more about it than I. Yeah, but I had my husband in the emergency room up at uh, Mount Sinai Hospital, mm -hmm. and he was getting a, a drip into his arm, mm -hmm. and uh, I was there for almost forty-five minutes saying it's not dripping. Can you fix it? Can you fix it? No one paid attention. It's just terrible. The emergency yeah. rooms. There's one in upstate New York, one in New York City, both within two weeks of each other. And they're all. Yeah. I mean, the problem is. The numbers. Yes, it is. And you know something that I'll call out our healthcare system on, mm -hmm. and maybe even so our neighbors up north in Canada, mm -hmm. the reason why I feel the government people are being so vocal about RSV, COVID, mm -hmm. et cetera, is because they know our healthcare systems are teetering on the edge of collapsing. You feel so, my. And meaning I feel that they're saying these things because it's teetering that any stress, whether it's more kids getting sick with RSV, which is not the most serious thing in the world in mm -hmm. most cases, or right now the COVID variant that's going around is a little bit more manageable, mm -hmm. but because it's gonna overload our already overloaded healthcare system, mm -hmm. that's why they're worried. That makes sense. And it's sad. It's more than sad, it's unfair. Yeah. We can't do a better job. It seems unbelievable to me. Yeah. It, what would you, how would you fix this business? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I put, well, actually, how could you fix the business? I think it would have to be torn Fire apart. everyone. Fire all the doctors. Well, no, you'd have to really tear apart the parts and step away. And with your imagination, think, what would I envision being a perfect system and starting there versus editing? But how do you start over? Like, do you close all the ERs? Like- Practically speaking, you know? No, it's not practical. Yeah. But that's why you're the doctor. You should know. Well, I, the doctors don't solve problems. I don't, like in, I don't invest, <laughs> invest in health systems at all. So you've never invested in a health product? No, I never have really. Oh, yeah. interesting. You know, I've done videos reacting to some of the Shark Tank pitches have that people real? make of 
health products. Yeah. I get so mad. Some of Why them are, are such mad? scams. Oh, most of them are scams. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Not tested. Yeah. Most of them are scams. And then businesses we haven't even seen on Shark Tank, they advertise like crazy and use the sharks as their poster boys. No. All the time, constantly. Yeah. Really? Oh, for sure. Uh, do, you, do your lawyers like go after them? Uh, no, because there's nothing to go after. They, uh, there's a diet pill company out there that's been advertising for four years, must make millions a month by the way they're spending on all the social platforms. <sighs> but the attorneys don't do anything because they close up the site and open somewhere uh, else. else. It's, it's like or they're whack-a-ball or, or whatever that old game was, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's so sad. Because- it's sad people because so many it. people are giving their credit cards and signing up for the subscriptions, yeah. which is wrong. Yeah. And um, I also heard you don't like fishing. No. How did you know I don't like fishing? It's so boring. I don't think you were talking you about the same this? fishing. Oh, what fishing do you mean? <laughs> but that's it's just like I should have just played joke along. That I'm not getting. I should have played along. Um, you, I heard you may have been a, a victim of a phishing scam, PH. PH phishing like an email scam where they almost stole $400,000 from you. Oh, that thing. That's yeah. old news. Who even yeah. cares about it anymore? Well, I don't know. It sounds yeah. like it was important in your life because you almost lost $400,000. Or did you lose it? You know what was good about it? I didn't have any check systems in place in my business. Mm. Okay. If you got an email from someone who's in charge of money or someone who's half in charge of money saying, pay this bill, the money went out. Mm. Okay. Now I have a system as simple as could be, and we've avoided probably three scams since. Okay. You have to call the person and say, did you send this email? <laughs> simple as that. Yeah. They're all phony. And that's yeah. how I almost got taken for 400000 Well, let's go back to the fishing then. Yeah. You don't like fishing itself yet? <laughs> I, I don't like fishing. In fact, when uh, the producers at Shark Tank called me up and said they were wondering if I'd be interested in a show called Shark Tank, I said, I don't like fishing. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Did you, you I said really it in did. jest or did you no, think? No, I said it's, what did, remember this was before Shark Tank. That's true. I would have What would you either. think it was? Shark oh. Tank. Wouldn't you think it yeah, would be Yeah, I would fishing? think it's a fishing show. Not business. Yeah, but then you would probably wonder, is it like a real estate show? Like what? what no, I just thought they were, that they were uh, <laughs> calling the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because they have abroad a different one with dragons, right? A Dragon's Den is the same show, owned oh. by the Japanese. Yeah, it's oh, the exact okay. same show. All yeah. over the world, it's owned by the Japanese, Sony. So if they pitched yeah. you Dragon's, what would you think that was? Uh, no, I would think... <laughs> it's a video I, game I don't know or what, it, what I don't know what I would have thought it was. I wish they had, had just called and said, we're thinking of doing a great show on buying businesses that you're in. I would have said yes. Mm -hmm. But as it turned out, I signed the contract without even reading it. Contrary to you on the TV show without even reading it. I said, this is a chance. Let me take it. It's going to build my media wow. presence. And then <laughs> they changed your mind and dehired me. Is there such a thing as dehired me? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, they we created it now. Yeah. They called me a week before the secretary to the producer and said, I'm sorry, we've changed our mind. We've chosen another woman. I couldn't believe my ears. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't that nasty? I didn't even read the contract. And you signed it already. I signed it and I had my plane reservation and then I got angry. And I sent a really good email oh. saying you've made a mistake. Can I consider your rejection a compliment? And I'd like you to invite both women out to compete for the one sole Ooh. female sheet. You did and like a I, chemistry thing. I did. And okay. I told them everything that I had been written off on in my life. From Sister Stella Marie saying I was stupid to Donald Trump not wanting to pay his $4 million commission. And I won every time. So I considered him a lucky charm. And I asked that I come out next Tuesday and compete for the seat. And he invited me. Wow. See how that is good. That is really On good. a fishing show, no less. On a fishing show. <laughs> wow. It's a fishing show in a way. We're fishing for deals. You are. Yeah. And you're eating the little fish. 
No, we're not. We're helping the little fish or rejecting <laughs> no, both, them. Both, both. Yeah. In some cases, yeah. uh, some people need to be bought out, and you need to eat the little fish because they're not. Yeah. You know, the only one who buys the whole business out is Mark Cuban, because he's the only billionaire. We can't afford to buy these businesses out right out. He's the only guy that yeah. makes that offer. Who is your favorite one to work with? Uh, work with? Well, who do like I like on the best? Show. Work with Mark, yeah. for sure. Well, you know why he closes the deal fast? He's no nonsense, which mm. sees what you get. He doesn't fool around. He operates pretty much like I do. Yeah. You guys um, are my favorite shark. He's not my favorite shark, though. Oh, he's not? Who's no, Damon is. Damon's really? a sweetheart. Yeah, okay. I mean, Mark is second favorite. Damon is a sweetheart. He's wow. just a funny man. Yeah. He's a darling man. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good to know that you have rapport with both of them. Um, in terms of... Um, Mark's BS detector. I got to give him props because whenever I'm watching those yes. health products, he's right away he's like scam, bullshit. Yeah, and he's very vocal about it. Yes, <laughs> not even. Is. But you know what he's not good blows. at? What's that? He's not good at picking the good ones. Really? Yeah. He he falls for the people and falls for the words. Mm. And I'm telling you, most of the deals Mark does, I sit there and he's shouldn't invest in them. <laughs> I could feel that they're the wrong people. Wow. But let him spend the money. It's meaningless to lose a million or two. Well, when you have billions, I guess that's the it case. It really is yeah. meaningless when you have billions. Yeah. Do you know what a billion is? Uh, I know the difference between a billion seconds and a million seconds is drastic. Yeah. Yes, it is. You saw that little YouTube thing. Yeah, I do. Was I watch a lot of content. It's great. It's great. Yeah, but a million million it is. Is that right? A million It's a thousand million. million. Oh, it's, oh, I'm still wrong on it. Okay, a thousand. But it's still a I lot. Think, I think someone correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a ton. Yeah. Like a thousand million, what do you do with that? If yeah. I had a thousand dollars and you asked for a dollar, I'd say sure. Yeah. So like I'm investing on that show like hundred and fifty thousand dollars and thinking, do I like this guy enough to give him on fifty? Mark's like, take a million. I'll raise a bid. I want to win this bid. I'm like, ah, win it. Go right ahead. <laughs> well, it, it, it's easy again when you have those numbers to play yeah. with. Um shifting back to health, I mm. heard you had a scare with a basal cell carcinoma. Yes, I did. Tell me about that. I had built my business, sold it, mm -hmm. and I worked so hard, such long hours building that business that I looked it, my face looked it. Mm. So I decided to have a facelift right after I sold my business. I was 46, went to the best surgeon in New York, mm -hmm. checked everybody out, and I showed up at his office ready to make my appointment for the facelift, and he sent me to a cancer doctor. <gasps> I was like, whoa, this wasn't supposed to go Not this a way. dermatologist. No, he oh. looked at my face. I had mm. been to three or four eye doctors. They all said I had a clogged pore. It went on for five, six years. He looked at my face without even looking oh. close, said, I'm sending you to a cancer doctor. You have cancer on your eye. All right, that was the bad news. It wasn't what I expected. But then while I was at the cancer doctor, I realized this is real surgery that I need. Yeah. And I got my eye lift for free. <laughs> I was so happy. You've hacked the healthcare system? Yeah. I didn't hack it. No, but it was fair. No, no. Yeah, hacking is not always bad. Yeah. No, it's I mean, not There's like bad. hacks. Like you put your sneakers in your, your bed. That's a hack. That's a hack? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, on the internet now, anything's a hack. Oh, I didn't if know If you that. watch those like five minute videos where they're like, oh, here's a way to hack oh, your diet. Okay. I'm going to oh, start using that, that term. I actually hate the term. Do you really? Because it, it, they use it in a scam way. Or like um, everything's a hack. Yes, yes. Like and also biohacking. Mm. Hate it. You really? I'm yeah. sure that's dangerous. Well, it's not dangerous. It's it could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people in the Silicon Valley space mm -hmm. will say that they've figured out something doctors don't know, and there's a device that you wear here and then on your chest, and you track Suspicious. this. And it's just like it's not true. Yeah. And you know why I know it's not true? It's not because I know more than them. They're way smarter than mm -hmm. me. I know what we don't know. <laughs> 
because I know if I knew, if we knew it, we could actually help people in certain of ways. Of course, and we don't know that makes things. sense. But I'm glad you got the basal cell taken care of. Did you have to get a full skin check afterwards to make sure no I cancers? I did, and I've never gotten it again, thank okay, God. Fantastic. Yeah. But once I had the facelift, then I went back for the facelift. Okay. Wait, so you had two surgeries? Then? Yeah. Or not at the same time? I would have liked to. Maybe insurance would cover it, but I found out that wasn't the case. Oh. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to separate them out, you know. Okay. But I had a facelift of 40, mm -hmm. 50, 60, and 70. Wow. So you have the tallest face I ever. Have, I have no skin left. <laughs> <laughs> they keep stretching that skin. How do you feel? But you look beautiful. That's amazing. I think I do look yeah, good. Yeah, you do look great. I go to a good surgeon. Okay. I don't want that stretch, stretch puffy lip look, you know? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, recover well post-surgery? I really do. Mm -hmm. I really do. I bruise and the bruising's gone like almost within five days. Wow. Yeah. That's the, the yeah. beauty genetics that you have right there. Yeah. That's just a lucky genetic. Yeah. You, you don't work for that one. Yeah. Well, cause like I, I get bruised, like uh, I became a professional boxer this year. Any bruise takes me four weeks to heal. Really? Then you'll yeah. never get a facelift. Okay. Not getting a facelift. <laughs> you don't need one now, Try. but wait till you turn 30. Oh my God. It's a joke. It's that, a joke. No, that was the nicest compliment anyone. I didn't mean me. it. It's oh. a joke. Oh, okay. So I don't look thirty. Okay. Um, how old? Do you know how old I am? I don't know how old you oh, are, but so, I used to guess ages at Palisade Amusement Park. Oh, as like you and get paid for that. Okay. So I'm gonna make a good guess, and okay. I bet I'm right. And I really don't know how old you are. Well, you also know that I graduated medical school and did all that stuff. So you well, that's of, assumed. Yeah. I would say you're 47. Close. How old? 33. <laughs> no. Are you 33? Bullshit. You're not 33. Is he 33? You're 33. <laughs> that was, I, I thought you were saying it sarcastically and just. No, jest. I meant it. Wow. Wow. Sorry about that. My grays are Sorry giving me about away. That. I thought with the toupee hat on, you're trying too hard. I know, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've never gotten 15 years older than... I just turned 33. Well, too. you know, it's your own fault because of the way you pose the question. You look very proud. You put your chin up in the air and you acted like, wow. Well, I'm that's the goal. Good. I was trying to mislead you by a couple of years yeah, here Yeah, you were. So you got what you deserved. You okay. teased me and you got it. Okay. That's, that's going to be the clip. But looking at you closer, if I had a chance to do it again, now that I look at you closer, I'd say 57. Okay. Well, at least it's going up, not down. <laughs> And I couldn't be a professional boxer at age 47. Oh, you're not a professional boxer. I'm a professional boxer. No, you aren't. And I'm going to tell you why. Why? You wouldn't risk that pretty boy face. Well, Barbara, I can tell you, you are very wrong. I fought Again? on Showtime pay-per-view. Really? Uh, six weeks ago, and I got my ass kicked and my face was demolished. Sam, show her my bloody face after the fight. This isn't you. That's me. Are you bullshitting No. Me? Let's see. You can read the headline. Oh, that is you. You don't look... Maybe that's why I look 47, because Chris Avila redecorated you, my face. Well, guess what? Your body looks fabulous. Oh, I thank say you. I so. appreciate that. But yeah. your face from the side doesn't look good. No, no, no. He hit me hard. You know, you're ready for a facelift. I could see it. Yeah. Well, he lifted my face plenty of times <laughs> during that, that fight. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Yeah, that's great. So, good for you. Yeah, so I didn't... I wasn't afraid to risk the pretty boy face. Wow. Yeah. And we did it for charity. Oh, I um, I donated one hundred twenty five thousand dollars that I got paid for really? the fight to the Boys and Girls Club here in Harlem. Wow! So that was awesome. Paid a lot. I yeah. think I'll volunteer for, for one twenty five. Really for that? Yeah. yeah. No, no facelift will cure what happens after a fight. Oh, really? That's, okay. It's, it's a I won't problem. do it. I'll say because it's a fracture issue. Oh, like I you see. break bones. That's why my nose is all crooked. And oh, it is crooked. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, your brother mm -hmm. had a tremendous accident. 
Oh, so sad. My brother John, my favorite yeah. brother, is dead now. Yeah. Yeah. But had to have full spinal reconstruction surgery? Yes. How do you know this stuff? Um, I lo- went through your medical records. Did you really? No, that oh. would be illegal. <laughs> But yeah. tell me about that journey. He was on was a motorcycle, was hit by a truck, went down to a ditch. We couldn't find him for two days. Wow. He had a cell phone that was alive. And you know, you have to get it. It's not a search warrant, but you have to get some legal Permission, thing. yeah. Yeah, so it took us two days to find him. Jesus. And then they said he'd never walk again. He had no responsiveness in mm-hmm. the lower part of his body, but he got up and walked again. Wow. He was in bed for in a coma for a couple of months and got up. But he's a big guy, a tough guy, a yeah. roofer. And he had the spirit of a man that you couldn't put down. So it wasn't a surprise in a way, mm-hmm. but we were like mourning his crippledom. Yeah. And then he wasn't. You wow. know, it was a really. So he came out of it. And then you said he passed away? He passed away oh. because he went on a vacation in Costa Rica, uh-huh. had a heart attack. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. And I always didn't know wanted that. to be. Always wanted to be buried in Costa Rica where he always loved to vacation. Mm-hmm. And they did bury him, but they buried him on top of the ground and they made a tower of beer bottles in his in his, <laughs> his honor. Um, Still does he like beer? Day. He loved beer. He oh, drank okay. way too much of it, but okay. beer bottles all the way to the moon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, in his memory, then we, we have this conversation. Yeah. Do you have a primary care doctor? I do. Do you have a good relationship with him? No. I love your honesty. No, until recently. See, I wanted to go to a concierge doctor to eliminate a lot of the paperwork and referrals and everything else. But it doesn't really work that way. I think I'm with the wrong guy. Actually, maybe afterwards or maybe now get your advice. How do you pick a good concierge doctor and what are they expected to do? When you say concierge doctor, what are you looking for them to do? I'm looking for them to help out when you're in an emergency ward. To get some attention on a patient that needs attention. I would find a mm-hmm. primary care doctor that mm-hmm. has admitting privileges oh, in a hospital. Great advice. They don't all have admitting privileges? Some do, and some that do don't use it. So, for example, my father has... Because they don't want to use it. Yeah, like they yeah. want to be office-based physicians. I see. Um, my father, for example, he's the same type of doctor that I am, family medicine. He mm-hmm. has admitting privileges in an NYU local Brooklyn hospital, but he doesn't go there. Yes. So he sends his patients there. He can admit them, but he doesn't take care of them. The team there takes care of them, the hospital. Is. That's not so bad, though, as long as you can get in. Oh, no, no, for yeah. sure. But where I did my training, for example, mm-hmm. uh, in Atlantic Health in New Jersey here... Mm-hmm. When I would send a patient to get admitted, I would then take care of them while they're in the hospital. That's what I want. Yes. Yeah. So you so need. So how a, do you find that person? You need a family medicine doctor with admitting privileges who does inpatient medicine. And who isn't in New Jersey? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yeah. In New York. But you grew up in Jersey. I grew up in New Edgewater. Jersey, but I live in the city, and I want to be close to a hospital okay, here. Sure. Yeah. Do you live nearby in the city? I live on Ninety Seventh and Fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so very close to Mount Sinai. Not too far. Now, let me ask you another question. I don't mean to interview you, but I'm so this curious. is great. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you call an ambulance, nine one one, must they take you to the nearest hospital? Oh, that's I what know. I was told. I don't know if that's true. I think they probably do. I think it's like an insurance thing. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're my doctor, you're at Mount Sinai, and you're the farthest hospital away. Can I say, my doctor's at Mount Sinai, that's where I want to go? I think you can. You can, yeah. You don't seem sure uh, yourself. I'm not sure. I could tell. <laughs> that's not my specialty. I could find yeah. out. You don't have to find out. No, I will find out. Okay. I think yeah. it's important for you to All know right. that. Um, but yeah, I think also... The whole ambulance system and transport system in our hospital is mm-hmm. so shady mm. and it can How? become so expensive. Like that's why people are Ubering now to hospitals when mm. they're having emergencies and that's oh, really you mean dangerous. The patient pays for the ambulance? Well, your insurance ends up paying for it. Oh. 
and they charge ridiculous sums of money. So people don't want to go because they don't want to, like if they haven't met the, 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 their deductible, they yes. end up having to pay that. Oh, And it's really expensive, overpriced at times. Then like, let's say you're in a hospital system and you need to get transported to a faraway place, but you're unstable, you would need to go on a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Those things are even worse mm. because they don't tell you prices up front and they act like it's a big emergency. And all of a sudden you're fronting a $100,000 transport fee. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I should check my bills. I don't, I assumed Do I was Do you get a helicopter paid. to- Not a helicopter, <laughs> but the ambulance, I don't think oh, yeah. I'm charged. I don't yeah. know that. Well, I mean, I'm, your insurance probably gets- Next time I say to my husband, walk. <laughs> no, get the- <laughs> I, the ambulance is the most important part. That's why it's worrying to me that Ubers get called because mm, the Uber driver, that's an unfair absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised they even take you in. Well, they don't even know. Wow. That's so dangerous. Wow. But that's what our healthcare system is leaving people to resort to. Mm. And I work in a community health center. So a lot of people don't have money and are not well off. And as a result, they're facing even bigger struggles. Like I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Patient walks into my office, diagnose them with a sinus infection. Mm -hmm. I write them a prescription. Here's a doxycycline, it's an antibiotic mm -hmm. we use. Send them out on their way. They go to the pharmacy. Their insurance denies it. They have to pay out of pocket. Why is your insurance denying a common antibiotic? Mm. Oh, because the doctor prescribed capsules and your insurance only covers tablets. But they don't tell you that. Oh, so How sad. can I know that as a doctor? Well, what whenever, this person's insurance covers? I'm sure you'd agree with me. Whenever you call an insurance company for anything, it's a game of what they can pay. Yes. You have to outwit it almost. And it takes a lot of time. The shady part of insurance is, is this. Mm -hmm. they, if you argue enough, mm -hmm. you can get everything you deserve. While you die waiting. Yes. Yeah. So the goal is that they outlive you, the insurance mm. company literally as evil as it is to say, or that you won't want to jump through the hoops or don't know how to jump through the hoops so wow. they don't have to pay for it. I'm sure that's true because that's the feeling you get talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I order an MRI for you, mm -hmm. for let's say we have a good reason, mm -hmm. and I know it's a good reason because I'm a doctor. Order it anyway because that's what my parents died of. I'd like to get one tomorrow, please. <laughs> no, we don't get <laughs> random MRIs okay. for screening. That's not a good Just thing a either. Just check up. No, that's... We, we've got to talk about that too, because that's important. But um, let's say I ordered an MRI because we need something. Let's mm -hmm. say I'm following a patient's tumor size. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we need an MRI to see how the tumor is behaving. I order it. The insurance company will deny it. I will call them. I will say the patient needs, why? Because of this. Did you get a CAT scan first? No, they don't need a CAT scan. They need an MRI. No, they do. And I have to argue for 45 minutes. Yeah. Guess what I don't get paid for as a doctor? Well, for me, I'm a weird time. scenario, but everyone else, time. Well, you don't have to because you make so much money here. Well, that's, I'm lucky. But <laughs> no. if you're a lawyer, yes. are you doing anything for 45 minutes no, without not getting compensated? Not at all. Yeah. Is that unfair? Yeah. And I don't find that doctors will call and argue. That's not been my experience. Okay. Most doctors will try mm -hmm. and then we fail. So then we start trying to hire administrators to do it for us. Mm -hmm. And that is why healthcare costs have ballooned in this country. I see. You would think our healthcare costs have double, tripled. And doctors should be making way more money. They're not. Yeah. The costs are going up because for every doctor, there's like, this could be wrong, but in the range of 10 to 15 administrators. Wow. Because we don't understand, like I order an antibiotic. I don't know which tablets, capsules, the mm. patient's insurance denies the visit because I didn't put the right code or this and that. I'm a doctor. Mm. I do science. I do the body. I don't do codes. Yes. But now you have to become like a business person, a lawyer, a doctor, all in but one. But again, the objective of the insurance company is not to pay. Yes. That's the main thing, not to pay. Yes. Yeah, I believe that. So they're inherently yeah. like broken. Yeah. That's sad. Oh, let's talk about your MRI thing because mm -hmm. I'm passionate about that. Do you know why we don't just get random MRIs on people? 
I imagine you have some downside to it. I don't know what it is. So MRI doesn't cause radiation. So it's mm -hmm. not like a CAT scan. So that's not a problem. But if you're just doing a test for screening, which mm -hmm. means that you don't have symptoms, you're otherwise healthy, and we're just testing to make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to be sure that the thing you're testing for is actionable and that you would wanna go through with the, the plan. Oh. So for example, let's say I have a patient who's having bleeding uh, down below, mm -hmm. like bathroom bleeding. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know what? We need to do a colonoscopy to find out the source of this bleeding. Mm -hmm. And the patient says, I would never have a surgery to take out a tumor. There's no point to do the colonoscopy. Absolutely. Because they don't want the end result, yeah. right? So you adjust. With screening MRIs. However, they could change their mind when they find out what's really wrong with them. They might get scared and revisit it. Well, they might have a wife that badgers them. <laughs> well, any of these things are possible. I mean, right? everything yeah. is possible, but you try and be as objective as, as possible. Mm -hmm. um, for a screening MRI, mm -hmm. our bodies have lumps, bumps, nodules mm -hmm. that are not always of significance. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the time they're not of significance. Mm -hmm. And when we find these little centimeter nodules, mm -hmm. what do we have to do? We have to follow them. We have to keep scanning for them. Mm -hmm. We might have to do biopsies. Now that we found one, I have to do it. Like, what do you mean? There's a bump yeah. there. I have to do it. And now I'm doing an invasive test on you with a needle and going into mm. your body, causing an infection, causing... Whereas if you just left it alone, it would have been fine. Yes, I see. I have a good story for you. Oh, You I'm probably excited. hear all the doctor stories. I like My son, stories. who was 16 at the time, mm -hmm. he said he had a bump in his private spot mm -hmm. and it was getting larger. Okay. I said, well, we've got to see someone. We went to his regular doctor. He recommended a woman. We went to her office like the next day. She examined him. She comes out. She says, I have bad news. He's going to have to have surgery. And he should have it right away. I could schedule on Monday. And the, it's a tumor and it grows rapidly. We were in a panic. From the physical exam she was able to? That's what she said. That's Okay, uh, but we didn't know better. We were patient, right? Sure. Okay. You need my phone number in your phone. Okay. To ask me these things. All right. So anyway, we believed her. She seemed credible. Very young doctor. Extremely articulate. So we, we're going to schedule it. My son says, couldn't that make me infertile because you're messing around down there? Shouldn't I save my sperm? She said, that would be a good idea. And she gives him a referral. He had to think of that. We're leaving the office. I said, listen, I have to tell you, I've been to a lot of doctor offices. This office is so beautiful. I've never seen a more beautiful doctor's office. Really, my compliments to you. And she said, oh, it's not my office. It's Dr. So-and-so's office. I rent a desk on Mondays. <laughs> rent a desk on Mondays? Wow. So we walked out of the office and my son said, who else can we see? <laughs> He went to a doctor. We went like two days later to a doctor. His place was a mess. He had files piled. He looked like such a mess. He looked, he said, no problem. Be gone, gone in two weeks. My, we couldn't believe it. We said, you sure, you sure? He says, positive. It was gone in two weeks. So it was a cyst of some kind. It was a cyst, such as a, a harmless cyst. He named it. But isn't that crazy seal? if we didn't go for another opinion or if I didn't make a comment oh. on her beautiful lobby? Yeah. It's crazy. That's so scary. That's one of your best stories you've heard, I hope. It's it's one of the most frightening stories. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. imagine something yeah. bad happens from that surgery that was mm. unnecessary. It's cool to get a second opinion. That's how, what it did to me. I Anytime there is opinion. a serious intervention like that, that is potentially yeah. life-changing, always get a second yes, opinion. Yes, for sure. Yeah, because unless you've known the doctor for an extended period of time, well, you have different. a relationship. But like here, my yeah. uh, doctor that operated on my knees, my husband's knees, his shoulders, my son's knees and everything. That guy, whatever he says, no problem. Sign me up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's scary. And also, your son was uh, of the age 
that testicular cancer does happen. Yes. Because uh, testicular cancer, what's unique about it, it affects the younger men and oh. the older men. Oh. Middle age, not so much. Really? And it's usually very actionable with surgery, mm -hmm. but you don't diagnose it off of just looking. Yeah, there were no tests. You can't. Yeah. It's physically impossible to have X-ray hands, yes, and it's, it's not even an X-ray that you would do it. But I'm but just this saying, this is a special doctor who had it. Obviously, <laughs> they could speak to the to tissues. That's my only good doctor story. Gets me angry. What about uh, the fact that you had plastic surgery on your knees? I didn't have plastic surgery on my knees. I had my knees reconstructed from skiing accidents. Oh, yeah. Can you okay. do that though? Because I have one baggy oh, knee. No, no. I'd like to improve. Honest to God. Okay. Well, tell me what you would want to improve upon. Well, let me show you my leg. Okay. No. Yeah. I would, but I don't have stockings. Uh, well, what the heck? I'll okay. show you anyway. Show me. Okay, so see this knee here? Okay. That's from that old original. It's all baggy. Here. Yeah. Only in one knee. Could I have this removed? The skin? Yeah. That's right. what plastic the surgery is. The skin is. is beautiful. Like, let it be. It's not, not pretty with, with the short You know what's skirt. not pretty? Getting what? a mean staph infection after a surgery for no reason. Not worth it, right? Not okay, put it. my pants down. See? There we go. All right. No, but... um. Well, tell me about the knee reconstruction. What happened with the well, knee? Well, I ski, and that's my love of life. So mm -hmm. I had a terrible accident on my knee, and I had to have it sanded, I guess, the kneecap. Okay. Very painful, my gosh. Very painful. Yeah. I mean, and, you were asleep, I hope. Yeah, but I was on yeah, but I was on crutches six months. And, you know, I was selling real estate. I sold more real estate than anybody in New York. People felt sorry for me. I hobbled around. I mean it. I realized it's the best gimmick. I almost was tempted to keep the crutches, you know? Wow. Yeah. But okay. the second surgery was the same surgery, little needle in, needle out, no scar. Amazing and 10 year difference. And it was all from skiing. All from skiing, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, skiing is one of those things that I feel like life insurance policy holders probably take into consideration the most because it's so really? dangerous. Really? Yeah. It, you cannot imagine the amount of injuries that come into my office and to the ER from skiing. Well, stop telling me about it because I'm not going to stop skiing. No, you're not going to ski. Where's your yeah. favorite place to ski? Deer Valley because they where mow it down. Uh, where in Deer Valley? That's no, no, where is Deer Valley? I'm just not Oh, familiar. it's right next to Park City in Utah. Oh, Utah. Yeah. Okay, got it. So I got to go. Yeah, I'm a terrible skier. I do like a blue diamond maybe. Why would you go after what you just said to me? Um, I get punched in the face oh, as a boxer. Okay. So like, clearly I don't right, care about okay. my health. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just because I, I can lecture on it doesn't mean I follow the advice. Because okay. like, it is such a joyful sport. It's beautiful to yeah. be with nature. Yes. To but I also hurt career. my shoulder skiing, See, which is hard to this. do, you know? But I deserved it. It's funny. All of my injuries happened when I was showing off. Really? You'd think I would stop showing off. How were no. you showing off? Well, uh, with the shoulder, I saw this hot skier. He must have been 16, 18 years old. Bright colors. He, he bounces when he skis. And I looked at him. I said, he skis just like I used to ski. I'm going to compete. So he took off. I said, I'm going to race him to the bottom of the mountain. It was the bottom third. And I took after him, but I didn't know he was onto a mogul run. I don't do those. And I took off that mogul no. run and bounced down the mountain. Wow. And I ripped out my front of my cuff. And then I was showing off again. <laughs> You're like, I didn't learn my lesson the first yeah, time. Five years later, showing my kids what a good server I am in tennis. I hadn't played for 25 years. I just want to show them how to serve yeah. in Mexico. Okay. And I fell backwards and ripped it totally out on the back. It was like a dangle kind of oh thing. Oh, my God. And the weirdest thing of that day, I mean, you could edit this out because it's a little... Not, little we'll not edit out funny. anything you okay. want to edit out. When I was laying on the court, I couldn't get attention. My kids were around me. They were trying to get attention, but there were a lot of workers wouldn't come near me. I was shouting, penny, 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 because I took Spanish three times. Penny, penny means penis, penis, penis. But why are you yelling penis? I... I thought I was yelling pain, pain, pain. Oh, duele. <laughs> so they didn't come near me. 
God. That's the truth. Here. Okay. So now we're working on the Spanish as well. Do you speak yeah. other languages? I try to speak Spanish, but I failed it a lot. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I try and speak it with my patients so I can speak a little medical Spanish. Oh, you better make it good or they'll feel insulted. Um, they're appreciative of the fact that I make the effort. Oh, Because nice. usually no one does. And, really? and in a result, people go on Google Translate. It doesn't really work well. They feel like mm. no one cares. But if you're trying, I even if it. you're failing, the effort... Is visible. Empathy so important. In yes, yeah. exactly. Um, Don't I'll, speak Spanish to me. I won't get it. <laughs> I also I'm Russian born, so I speak Russian as well. Do you really? Yeah. I have a guy in my office that took training online during COVID and speaks Russian fluently. Oh wow! And I think he paid. Why? 10, why did? Why did he? Uh, he met someone who spoke Russian. He oh, it was cool. he met a beautiful Russian. Lady. No, no, it was a guy. He thought oh, it was cool, okay. and he learned it. But really? he said it was. He it's a really hard speaks it Well, it's a hard language, but he only paid. I think $15 an hour for somebody in Russia to teach them one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. Do you know you could do that online in no. any language? Yeah, you can. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense with Skype yeah. and Zoom mm -hmm. and Google Meets and all these other virtual things. Yeah. What a fun time with Barbara. I cannot express how cool she was on and off camera. Even as we're leaving just now, she literally wanted to play with Bear, even though he was slobbering all over her. Most guests are like, oh, get him away, or he's cute, but I don't want to get dirty. She's like, no, 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 let him slobber all over me. Awesome guest, Barbara. You're welcome anytime. We welcome your investing real estate and human knowledge. Um, but as we always do, I'm answering your questions here that you've left in the body of your reviews. Remember to make the podcast pop off. We need those five-star reviews. And when you leave a review, add into the body of that review a medical question, and I answer them at the end of every episode. Here we go. Basalisk2857. My sister is now addicted to caffeinated soda and drinks two to three a day. What can she do or I do to help her? Well, there's nothing you can do unless she's a minor and you can control what food comes into the house. That's usually the best form of advice. Like if you're upset that you're eating cookies or stuff that you have at home or your family member is, don't bring them into the home. That's why like I make it a rule to never buy sweets for the house. And the only time I indulge in sweets is when people bring me sweets as a gift and then they're here. And because they're here and I'm hungry or stressed, I end up eating them. When it comes to caffeinated soda, two to three a day, is probably too much in my medical opinion. It depends how much caffeine, like if it's a small amount, 20, 30 milligrams, it's probably not the end of the day because it's like 90 um, when it comes to the caffeine component. But if it's sugary soda, that's where it becomes not great. If you're drinking a ton of soda that's like dark cola, that can affect your bones, can affect uh, kidney stone formation. So I would just be careful with that. My thing is don't bring it into the house and do some education. Fine alternatives. For me, sparkling water on flavored, that's the way to go. Lily Z Gotcha. Can I have cereal for dinner? Like, are you asking if I can feed it to you? If I can buy it for you? Can I give you the medical stamp of approval? Don't treat doctors or even internet doctors as someone to tell you what you can or cannot do. You can do whatever you want. Should you have cereal for dinner? If it fits your macros and calories, maybe. I don't eat cereal regularly because I feel like there's more nutritious foods out there and it's not like I'm in love with cereal, but could you have cereal and have it be part of a healthy diet for dinner? Sure, I don't see a problem with that. Brand Joe 24 what are the causes and effects of an anterior talofibular tear? Oh, um, causes is basically an inversion ankle injury when your ankle rolls, rolls inward um, because that ligament is the one that gives you the most stabilization there. 
And that happens, you know, you're stepping off a sidewalk, you misstep, you're jumping in basketball and you land on someone's foot. That's like the frequently most uh, occurring situation of when it gets torn. It's very painful, lots of swelling. And the biggest issue is instability of the ankle. So a few things happen as a result. One, you're more likely to re-injure that ankle later on because you don't have that extra added stability. And two, because of the excess wear that happens to the bones of the ankle as a result of the lack of stability, you tend to develop degenerative changes, aka arthritic changes in that ankle, which kind of cause it to lose range of motion. That's why PT is so important for these types of tears and injuries to make sure that you recover full range of motion, to make sure that you strengthen the other muscles in that area and allow them to compensate without trying so hard. Remember, if you don't have ligamentous stability, your muscles need to compensate. And if your muscles are weak, they either can't compensate well enough or fatigue really early, therefore don't uh, compensate for a long enough period of time. So you gotta do PT, make sure you're doing your balance exercises, and that could be something as simple as doing a, a single leg uh, Romanian deadlift versus the traditional one. So making sure that you have the stability to do it on one leg will go a long way. An easy way to test this that I do in my office is if a patient has recurrent ankle injuries, having them just stand on one foot and close their eyes, the injured ankle, they always fall first and sooner. These are great questions. Keep them coming. Write the five-star review if you thought this podcast was five-star worthy, and I'll answer your questions on the next episode. As always, stay happy and healthy.